Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. You're going to love today's book. It's called Exponential Influence, Designing Digital Habits That Engage Distracted Customers. And we're here with the author, Adrian C. Ott. Wonderful to have you here. Nice to be here. I love this book, I mean, because we live in a digital world. We're all engaging in digital habits every day, and we probably don't even know it. So to get things started, let's discuss the definition of a digital habit as it compares to a traditional or a regular habit. Sure. Uh, one of the things I realized in working with companies in the Silicon Valley is that digital habits are different. And this is perhaps why a lot of marketing programs and digital health programs fail. So to give you an example, think of a regular habit as being on a racetrack. Okay. It's hard to get on. They go very fast around. Think of you put on your shoe, you tie your shoe. Okay. Digital habit is more like getting on a beltway around the city. So you have multiple on-ramps, multiple ways to get on, but people realize it's the fastest way to get from A to B. So in this case, think of Amazon and how we tend to go and get on Amazon for different reasons. It may be because we want to read a book, it may be because we want to buy a gift for someone, or there's a promotion going on. Okay. All right. So going on Amazon in and of itself is a digital habit. Yes. Okay. So how do companies help consumers develop these habits? Well, there's a number of ways that they can do it, and this is where the techniques are different. One of the things I learned is that repetition makes a regular habit. You, for example, you know, you, the number of sit-ups you do, you become better and better at mm -hmm. doing it, and it becomes more automatic, and I'm okay. thinking. Right. In a digital habit, repetition breaks habits. So think okay. of if your phone buzzed at you over and over in the technology. So you have all this power in the technology. And as we get more into wearables and other kinds of devices, this is going to get even more interesting as companies can take advantage of these technologies. Okay, so repetition kills a digital habit. So if you're, if you're trying to make consumers do something a lot digitally, you have to make sure, you have to be very considerate about how, how you're trying to make them do that. Because if it involved an annoying something related to your phone, it's, it's exactly. Not work. You'd okay. want to throw it out the window, right? If it kept right. buzzing at you, or if Amazon kept sending you the same promotional message over and over, you would unsubscribe very quickly. So okay. that becomes very annoying to consumers. And what a lot of businesses don't realize is they're trying to design based on traditional habits, which is trigger, routine, reward, which is a traditional habit, but they really need to be used thinking more along the beltways and how do you create more on ramps for your consumers. You talked a little bit about how companies develop these habits, but you, you, you mentioned this beltway and, and a way not to kill the habit. So tell us a little bit more about how you would help a consumer like me develop a digital habit. Yes. Well, a lot of the companies need to think about triggers and these on-ramps and think about the different on-ramps. Whereas if you think of a traditional habit, it's one cue. It's I get up in the morning, I brush my teeth. Okay. But on a digital habit, you need to create multiple on-ramps to get people onto that beltway. During the times when the, these, these different triggers will pull people in, and these triggers tend to be more emotionally based. 
Okay. So give us some more examples. So you mentioned Amazon. What are you know some of the other big giants, Google, what have you? I'd imagine they, they've helped us develop digital habits through these multiple on-ramps. So what, what are some ways they've done that? Google has developed tremendous competitive advantage because of digital habits. We're often running on a Google search before we even know it. Right. And a lot of it is because Google developed that very well with their consumer base. Bing has spent millions of dollars in advertising trying to upset Google's lead, which is around 60%. And they've never been able to topple that despite spending millions of dollars. So, I mean, for the C-suite out there, what did Google do? Well, I think the thing with Google is that they made it very simple. They created excellent on-ramps to get onto their platform. I think Amazon is actually a, a really good example because if you think of Amazon, they're triggering you based on five triggers that I've outlined in my book. Right, these are sort of neuroscience triggers. And you mentioned there's five, the five Ps. Yes. Right, okay, so let's just briefly run them down. Okay, so there's peers and power, there's personal pursuits, there's productivity, there's price, and then there's something I call prairie dog events. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of prairie dogs as um, there's certain products and services that we work with that we don't like to think about. Banking services. We want to spend our time with our friends mm -hmm. and family, right? Those are the, the those are the things that are drawn to us: peers and power, personal pursuits, those kind of things. Prairie dog events are things like when your computer breaks. What happens? You pop up like a prairie dog and you look around. And those are the opportune moments when, as a marketer, you can come in and sell to that customer. Otherwise, they don't want to hear from you. The book really focuses on digital habits, but some digital habits can actually damage companies. H how so? Well, think about how annoyed you get if a company sends you an email day after day after day. You're going to unsubscribe. That is the opposite. It's something I've done many times. <laughs> yes, and it's the opposite effect of what you want to do when you're trying to build digital triggers. This is why you need multiple on-ramps. C-Suite Radio. Talk a little bit about digital habit ecosystems um, and, and the formation of those. What, what do you mean by that? Well, what a digital habit ecosystem is really thinking about how do you apply all of these triggers to your ecosystem? How do you develop those on-ramps? How do you develop the digital signage along the way that's customized to what your consumer or your customer wants to see and hear? I think uh, LinkedIn is actually doing a very good job right now in designing a lot of these things. They're, create, they're trying to pull people in based on multiple methods. They're trying to pull them in based on blogs. They're pulling them in based on resumes. They're trying to pull them in based on reading new items that are there. So they're trying triggering them based on the five P's. The worst thing you want to do is sort of harass your customer. So exactly. what are some, so, so your recommendation is what LinkedIn is doing, these on-ramp different ways to get to the customer without a repetitive, you know, a repetitive nature that sort of just kills it. Right, and there's also some techniques such as um, developing your subject line in your email. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but on Facebook, it says you have notifications pending from your friends mm -hmm. if you haven't been on for a while. That is much more powerful because that's a peers and power trigger because you're wondering, wow, am I insulting a friend by not responding to them True. on Facebook? Okay. That is much more powerful than saying, Facebook misses you, come back. You'd right. say, forget that. So I don't want to do that. It's hitting you on a personal level. Absolutely. And that's why digital habits are different. They're a little more emotional mm -hmm. than traditional habits. I mean, you get up, you brush your teeth. You don't get emotional about brushing your teeth in the morning. You right. just do it. You know, you highlight a lot of examples. And one of the things you talk about are the it, Walt Disney. Disney World is doing uh, these My Magic wristbands, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, if you, if you haven't been to Disney, you might not be aware of it. But it was very effective. Tell the C-suite, you know, what they did and how they can apply what they did to their company? Well, Disney actually put together what I call a digital habit ecosystem. They made it so that uh, the people that 
that came to their parks would get from A to B faster. Obviously, when you go on vacation to the Magic Kingdom, you want to get the most out of that vacation. You want to get the most rides. You want to get to all the activities because you only have a certain amount of time there and you've spent a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So what they've done with the Magic wristband is they can track where people go, how far they're going, where they might go next, and provide the right uh, promotional off offers to them as well. So this is an example of a digital habit ecosystem where they're creating different on-ramps for people to come on. They can make reservations, they can get on rides, things like that. They're mixing it up, but also creating it within this environment so people will say, wow, this is like the Beltway. This is the fastest way for me to get from point A to point B. Okay, so but it, so it becomes a habit more so for Disney because the customer's using it and it's giving Disney information about them, or how is the customer benefiting? The customer benefits because they get more out of, out of their vacation. Okay. So they're saying, I've spent a lot of money to be here mm -hmm. and I want to make the most out of the limited time that I have here. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to participate in this ecosystem. Disney is getting a treasure trove of big data okay. about their customer base and their customer behaviors and their customer preferences because they know exactly what they bought at the store, they can make suggestive offers, and this is what I meant, like, you can change the billboards along the way. So, you know, we've talked a lot about these triggers and how important it is to for the C-suite to use these triggers. How does the C-suite specifically capitalize on them? Well, I think that what they need to do, first of all, is understand that digital habits are different. Repetition kills digital habits. Digital habits are more emotional and they need to think about the five Ps when they're incenting people to come on and they need to mix it up and have different on-ramps onto the system. What should the C-suite not do? I think the C-suite should think about how their products and services play into uh, a customer's time and attention constraints and find ways to help make things more convenient and link them back to digital habits and, and, and the triggers and the things that are really where they're gonna spend a lot of time and the things that will pull them in and engage them. So would you say it's imperative that the C-suite is getting actively involved in mobile sort of applications? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the mobile applications, the wearables, the haptic, a lot of these new applications are really going to create a lot of new opportunities for companies. Another area is uh, the Internet of Things, sensors, things like that that you see out there. Those are all going to be new ways that, they, that you can customize things for your customers and create those digital habits. So let's say you're more of an old school company, you've been around a long time. What are the what are some steps to sort of to start that process? If you know you're not a LinkedIn, if you're not a Facebook that's based solely upon digital, you're 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 a, a senior company that doesn't have sort of the digital perspective or the framework of some of these other advanced companies. Yeah. What are some simple techniques and things to employ to do you hire do you hire a team to, to get you going? I mean, how do you what do you recommend to the the C-suiter that's not as digitally savvy? Well, I think you do need to bring in some folks that really understand this kind of market. I think a lot of the companies have actually started to bring folks in that I've worked with. But a lot of times the folks don't understand digital habits. They're trying to design things around old time habits. And that's why things break, why marketing programs break, why digital health programs break, because they haven't thought about digital habits and how they're different. Um, one of the key things I would recommend is to map out your customer journey. Map that out and put your triggers and on-ramps onto that customer journey. Try and understand exactly what are the opportunities that you have in that space and, and how strong are those or are you just a one note 
banned. Right. Are you just sending out mass emails? Correct. Every day. Okay. So the point is you really have to, you have to differentiate. The digital influence and the exponential influence isn't just sending an email and, and make, you know, doing a post. Exactly. Just think like Amazon. Okay. Amazon has the Kindle. Amazon has their shopping. Amazon has uh, movies. They have all kinds of things that they're bringing together and creating those different on-ramps. On they're creating the beltway. And I think that's the biggest difference. So the way to make it stick then is just the customer experience at the end of the day? Yes. Yes. And thinking about your customer experience holistically, thinking about those on-ramps, thinking about how you're going to bring them in in other ways, because that's what the top companies in the industry are doing. They're thinking about this very strategically. That's all here in this book. So Adrian, thank you so much for your time. It's been really uh, insightful. Thank you, Taryn. And exponential. <laughs> the book is called Exponential Influence, Designing Digital Habits That Engage Distracted Customers. You can find a link to buy the book and excerpts of the book at our website, www.csuitebookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.